everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are very excited today to be here to be talking about the best of non-Hallmark Christmas 2020. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. I'm joined by my friend Michelle Benson is here. Hi, everyone. Yeah, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Excited <laughs> to talk about these movies. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. So how uh, how has your Christmas season been and how do you think the uh, the Christmas movie watching season went? How do you think they did? I think Hallmark won for me personally. Uh-huh. Um, and Lifetime was a bit of a letdown. Uh-huh. Um, I think kind of the, their acquisitions were a bit of a letdown. Um, and there's a few that I was really excited for, like the, the Melissa Joan Hart run and a few others that kind of disappointed. But the ones that were good were really good. Mm-hmm. And I thought Netflix done fantastic. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I watched most of Hallmark. We've still got a few premieres to come in the UK. Uh-huh. So we're a little bit behind. Um, so I've got a few to watch on that. But pretty much everything non-Hallmark, I was able to watch everything I wanted to watch, which was good. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say I agree. I think that they, I felt like Lifetime kind of put all of their eggs in the in their diversity releases like yeah. those three were were a lot stronger than anything else they yeah. put out yeah. and uh <laughs> and i i i think that the yeah the acquisitions that they got were not the best i mean i know that they were making the best out of a you know situation and it should yeah. definitely I mean, it- it's incredible that they got all those movies. I mean, that should be applauded, whatever the, the sort of quality. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave people entertainment for weeks, which is yeah. remarkable. Yeah, it's, an, it's incredible that you know that we ended up, I ended up watching, including Dash and Lily, I watched 110 uh, Christmas, <laughs> Christmas movies and shows, which is <laughs> just amazing in 2020 to be able to do that is pretty pretty incredible and yeah did you get a chance to watch dash and lily i did yeah yeah i kind of watched all in over work was a bit stressful so i was able to kind of dish out maybe two episodes a night which was great Uh um and i loved it i mean the soundtrack was amazing i thought it was actually a lot better than the book i think they they really kind of elevated the source material uh-huh. They kind of fit like stereotypes in the book for me. Like, oh, Lily was very kind of manic pixie, and and Dash was kind of a lot. I, I don't know. It was just much more accessible on the TV show. I don't know if that maybe that's uh-huh. just down to the actor. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Did you include that in your ranking? I didn't. It was an honorable okay. mention. I uh, got a couple honorable mentions, okay. and that was one. If I had included it. I would have I would have it pretty high I would probably yeah. have it maybe even number two I mean I'd have it very I really I really enjoyed it uh, in this yeah. non-Hallmark Christmas movie but because it's a series I kind of just left it as its own thing it's just, it's just so hard to compare yeah. a series to a feature film but yeah. it, it was it was really good I really enjoyed uh talking about it with Austin Burke uh, here on the channel I am in the uh-huh. podcast. Uh, so if people are interested, you should check that out. We can put a link in the description. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I have a pretty eclectic list of 
uh, of different, uh, but not everything on my list would necessarily be classified as a movie. Some of it's more of a special, but yeah, it's I think that's my, my favorite of this season. But yeah, yeah it's been, it, I mean, it was definitely exhausting, but also yeah. <laughs> really fun. And that's good. Uh, yeah, I, some honorable mentions for me. I had Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. I thought that was really fun. And it was just probably the most just joyous thing that we've gotten from Star Wars in a long time that was just about fun. And that's it. You know, like it was just happy and made me laugh. And so that uh, yeah. is an honorable mention for me. Also, uh, Midnight at the Magnolia was an honorable mm-hmm. mention for me. I love Natalie Hall in it. I thought she was really cute. And I liked, I liked the story and uh, the, you know, pretending to be in a relationship is always a win for me. So that was, and I wasn't, I had, that was not on my radar at all. We didn't preview it. So it was kind of a, a, a pleasant surprise. Um, and then I also have, as an honorable mention, the Alien Xmas on Netflix, which was a really cute little animated short about an alien who uh he's a kleptomaniac and he has to learn to not steal and (laughs) it was cute and so that's some of my honorable mentions but did you have anything else that almost made your list um yeah well dash and lily um Mm -hmm. and then home for christmas which i haven't finished so i didn't put it on my list Mm -hmm. the second season just came out and i haven't been able to, to dive into that yet but um, I binged the first season of that and I absolutely loved it. Oh, uh, so unique and different. Um, obviously it's it's not <laughs> Hallmark friendly. It's it's a bit more <laughs> adult, but I th- I think they managed to do. They, they had a nice blend of of making it very Christmassy, very funny, um, and have a really great love story throughout it. Um, is, is that a German show, or is it uh, in English? No, no, it's subtitled, so you'd have to watch it with subtitles. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I know. Um, I thought about watching that, but I just didn't have time with yeah. it being two seasons. I'm like, yeah. But maybe yeah, in January. Really great, really great concept because let's say she's, the whole thing is she's said that she's in bringing someone to Christmas dinner um, and we don't know who it is. And so she has to kind of find someone and they introduce these men kind of throughout the episodes and throughout the you just don't know how it's going to end up and I thought uh-huh. he'd done a fantastic job with having all these different guys some of them you, you just think oh god absolutely not <laughs> later, in, later in the season they kind of redeem themselves uh-huh. and so you're thinking oh well maybe um so they've done a fantastic job absolutely loved it um I can't wait to yeah. get things season done um and then the other honorable mention would be Lost at Christmas which I think is coming out in the U.S. next year I think it's getting oh, released okay. next year. Uh-huh. I think obviously with the pandemic, it kind of ruined the the release and everything of it. Yeah. Um. So this is the Scottish Christmas rom com. Um, I'm not sure. I should have written down the names of the, the actors, but um, it's basically about two people that get dumped just before Christmas, um, mm-hmm. and have to find their way home. They're in Glencoe, which is a a, a village in the Highlands of Scotland, and they have to get home um, through a, a snowstorm and sort of hijinks ensue. Um, it's a bit more serious than what I was prepared for going into it. 
I was expecting rom-com and I got something a bit more serious and I think I was a bit kind of like, oh, I, I kind of wanted a cheesy TV movie. Um, and it is low budget and that does come through, but I think what they were able to do, if you can judge it on that, I think you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it it kind of got to something that I think a lot of people feel at this time of year, which is there's a lot of pressure on this time of year and there's a lot of loneliness at this time of year for a lot of people. And it really explored that. And I think if I was in the mood for that, I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more than I did. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely look out for it next year. Um, and then lastly, my saving grace of this year has been Call the Midwife. I've absolutely loved Call the Midwife this mm. year. I started it. It's been on for like a decade and I've only started it this year. My mum's watched it for years. And the best thing about Call the Midwife is every year you get a Christmas special. So I've had 10 to watch. So you kind of binge the whole season and then at the end you get a Christmas special. So it's like a nice little reward. Mm-hmm. Um, some are more Christmassy than others. Yeah, but, kind of like Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. Some are, you know, when they had kind of one where they went to, it was say after, just after Christmas and they went to Africa to do um, missionary work. So that didn't feel as Christmassy, but the, the message is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just loved the show this year. So yeah, that's kind of my all of my own mentions. Cool. Very mm-hmm. good. All right. Well, let's dive into our list. We have our top 10 list. And my number 10 is uh, The Christmas Ant with Keisha Knight Pulliam. And I thought that it's definitely her best movie that's for sure and i thought that it kind of did the uh the aunt take having to take care of the kids over christmas pretty well it was cute the whole uh you know 12 days of christmas thing and she's trying to give them a really nice christmas but then the relationship between her and this guy from high school was pretty i think well done and they have the like mini dance which was cute that the kids had set up and i don't know i liked the i liked the little relationship between her mom and this the guy who comes to book club (laughs) that was cute and overall i thought it was way better than i expected so maybe gotten some bonus points uh for that um my number 10 is midnight at the magnolia yeah Um, yeah, you already talked about it and i echo everything um i can't i've not seen many of the new year hallmark movies so this was Mm. kind of a new territory for me yeah um and i absolutely loved it um i think this is like such a weird time of year because christmas is over but not really like Mm. (laughs) the decorations are everywhere and we're still kind of in this weird situation where everything is on pause um, yeah. so I think it's a really interesting time to explore. Um, mm-hmm. I will say the trailer kind of ruined it for me. It was like a super cut of the movie. Oh, so if you I haven't seen that. it yet, don't watch the trailer. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. It's kind of my favorite trope of the best friend still lovers thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. And, and Natalie Hall, she is just such a oh, so such dream. a delightful oh, actress. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. She's, just, everything. she's so positive <laughs> and she's so cute. Uh-huh. And she's just such a good fit for these kind of films, I think. Mm. And she had a great year. I mean, because she had, uh, she had this, and then the uh, she had a Lifetime movie plus You're Baking Me Crazy, which was a pretty big hit over at Hallmark. 
So I hope they keep using her because I really like her. In fact, we are going to be having our, uh, for our patrons, we're going to be having our next patron watch along uh, where we have our first actress or uh, actor joining us for the watch along. And we're going to have Natalie Hall join us for, oh, she's yeah, for the patron watch along. We're going to be watching Winter Princess, her, her um, Winterfest movie from last year and 2019 and which is a lot of fun and i feel like it's going to be a perfect movie for us to have because we interviewed so much of that cast and so i know i feel like i i maybe even have something to kind of talk about a little bit because had brendan zub in it casey manderson's in it uh of course natalie hall and I don't know a bunch I feel like there's even more that I can't think of off the top of my head but anyway it's going to be a fun one to watch and uh, Chris McNally that was that's the other <laughs> we've interviewed so anyway if you've, if you've been on the fence about becoming a patron hashtag cheap plug now's the chance you should it's really fun but uh but yeah good choice I really enjoyed that one and I even liked the music which a lot of times it's not great did you did you get to see Christmas the Christmas ant I didn't. I didn't. Um, oh, okay. network was it on? Uh huh. It was on, on Lifetime. Network. It was on Lifetime. Lifetime. Yeah. yeah. So it'll probably come here. Yeah. Hopefully this week at some point. I'll have a look mm. for it. It was a struggle I, getting the lifetime movies that you're from. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I, Amy liked it a lot too. I, I think it, it was definitely better than, uh, than a lot of their other offerings. That's for sure. So, all right. Well, let's talk about my number nine. Is my pick from Ion Channel, and it was called The Christmas Sitters, and this is another story of the uh, the. Uh, aunts in this case aunt and uncle that are uh, that are being asked to take care of these teenagers these kids for uh, the holidays and you have on one side the the somewhat neurotic lawyer who's all into planning and everything and and then you have the super laid back casual spontaneous guy who's their uncle uh, and of course that clashes and this was really pleasant I really enjoyed it I thought that the two leads had nice chemistry and I liked the fact that this was obviously filmed late into the season because they go to a ski resort at one point and uh, so it wasn't some of the same things that you see all the time and it was again better way better than I expected it to be they obviously have small budget but I liked the two leads quite a bit and uh, I enjoyed it. I haven't seen this one. Yeah. Uh, so what do you have at number nine? Uh, my number nine is A Welcome Home Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be honest, I watched this so early in the season, it's kind of faded a little bit. Yeah. But I remember feeling like it had a bit of everything. Yeah. Um, and I loved it, the fact that Brandon Quinn kind of got his oh. man role. So yeah. well deserved, <laughs> um, and pretty much anything with a One Tree Hill cast member, like it's an automatic top ten for me. Um, <laughs> even though she played a character that I didn't like on One Tree Hill, I'll give her a pass. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I did feel like there was maybe a couple of like things where you could kind of see the COVID restrictions on screen a little bit, whether uh-huh. um, how far they were kind of standing apart. I don't know if that was maybe I was just reading into it yeah. and looking for it pretty much early on, but. Yeah, I remember just really loving this one. Yeah, that's my number eight, actually. 
and yeah. yeah i agree that this really did have something for everyone it had the military reunification had military dog reunification it had uh it had ma- christmas magic it had santa yeah. it had well, yeah that's how the sun the real santa's <laughs> there <laughs> and uh, i i i liked the the two leads as you said Jana kramer brandon quinn even had them both singing which was fun and she can actually sing because yeah. she's like a real singer <laughs> she's actually made albums <laughs> oh, has she? yeah she has yeah yeah and yeah he was very dreamy in it <laughs> very fun and i also liked uh her i think it was her mother who was oh yeah yeah, yeah she was that, very quirky yeah there was the i think hot hot cocoa competition <laughs> if i'm getting my movies confused i'm sorry but i'm pretty sure that <laughs> There's a hot cocoa right. yeah, cocoa competition. That's right, because Tim Reed was the judge of the hot cocoa competition, and and the mom was just like so obsessed with it. It was it was funny to me, and so yeah, that was a good one. Again, I have it at eight. I really I did enjoy it. So yeah, Brian Herzlinger, he I think is such a great director at these you know Christmas rom coms. He he's got it down yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. we go all the way so good oh, <laughs> and, yeah. uh christmas movie christmas so all right well what do you have at eight then um i had a operation christmas drop at number eight mm, um yeah. i was a little bit worried going into this because i wasn't the biggest fan of the safari one last year oh, okay. and these ones where they kind of take out of kind of a, a winter setting it's always kind of a worry for me uh-huh. Um, but I feel like they've done a really good job of making this feel very Christmassy, despite it being in a kind of desert um, setting. Um, yeah. And Alexander Ludwig is, I I don't know, if I, I feel like this year, I saw him in Bad Boys 3, um, which wasn't a great movie, but he was very funny in it. Um, and I watched him in Vikings, and that's such a violent, intense show. Um, and I, it's just kind of taken me aback this year how good he is at like these romantic roles, these comedic roles. Um, I hope he does more things like this. And obviously, Cat Graham is is wonderful and yeah, sort of redeemed herself from the one last year that I wasn't a big fan of. I think that's kind of showed how good she yeah. can be in these these films. Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. It was nice the change of setting when they had the dance yeah. and they have this coconut flakes. Oh, that was really cute and it's cool too that this is like a real thing that actually still happens and is still going on yeah yeah that was cool and so yeah i have it in my top 20 uh and so i i did enjoy it it was it was fun so all right well my number seven is the princess switch switched again i just watched this today oh you did (laughs) (laughs) i really enjoyed it it's obviously ridiculous but it knows it is it leans into it i mean i (laughs) nessa hudgens with her cruella deville performance as the as the cousin or whatever the third lookalike i thought was really funny (laughs) ridiculous over the top i really like all of of the relationships 
are swoon worthy and they give those swoon worthy moments that we like especially with the man candy in the movie (laughs) it's not a a movie that's taking itself seriously at all it knows that it's silly it has fun with it i i had fun with it and uh yeah so it was number seven for me uh so what do you have at number seven uh now number seven is dolly parton's christmas on the square oh Um, (laughs) okay i know this isn't good okay (laughs) But I loved it. It yeah. made me smile, and that's the most important thing. Sure. Like it was so cheap looking. It was. <laughs> I was so convinced that Dolly wasn't even on set. I was like, did they just like hologram her in because she just had this like glow around her the entire time? Oh, yeah. It felt like Mamma Mia, where she'd wrote a bunch of songs, and it's like, right, how do we fit like a plot around these songs <laughs> that have nothing in common with each other and nothing? Like it was so crazy. Um. But yeah. I just. It made me smile like I had a smile on my face beginning to end. Yeah. Um I love Janine Mason, even though she didn't dance. I can forgive that. <laughs> um and Christine Baranski's always fun. Uh Jennifer Lewis always fun. <sighs> For me, I think mm-hmm. that the winner of this was the songs. Like when you're watching musical, the one thing you want to come away with is like immediately going to Spotify to try and find the songs. Uh-huh. And I feel like that's where Jingle Jangle kind of lost me. Um, I thought that looked amazing and the choreography and the cast was incredible but I didn't like the songs and that was kind of the thing with I mean it's Dolly so of course she's an incredible songwriter Um, and I came away from this just absolutely loving the songs and they were kind of frustrating that they aren't on Spotify so I was having to (laughs) rewind the movie a lot but um, yeah I love this one yeah (laughs) the the songs were definitely the best part yeah I mean, she's an incredible songwriter that a lot of people don't realize how great a songwriter she is. And, you know, things like I Will Always Love You and and that's such an iconic song. People don't realize that she wrote it. And so Dolly's the best. I struggled with the adoption plot line. I just thought, like, why are they taking this woman's baby? Like, what is happening? It felt like they'd kind of had these kind of old timey parts it's like when is uh-huh. it modern day is it old when, what's happening it kind of felt a little bit all over the place in, in that that sense and I did uh-huh. listen to your review and I absolutely agree that that was very inconsistent and not handled well yeah yeah and so it's it's it, I think I said in our review that you feel like you're like uh you're you're uh hurting kittens or something like that when you when you when you because it's such it's such a sweet obviously well-meaning production that to criticize it it's it feels you feel bad but but uh but yeah i can see why it's it made your list uh so and i agree with you with about jingle jangle i did give it a mild recommendation because the production value and the i i actually i didn't mind the songs i liked the musical sequences but i agree that it the story was not great and it could have been it should have been much much better so that's it's too bad that was that would be a disappointment even though i did give it a mild recommendation so at number six for me i have the forgotten carols and this is something that is probably more well known here in utah where i live 
Uh, it's mm-hmm. a maybe a regional favorite. Is this uh, that started out in the '90s as this album that had a, a book that you bought along with the album, and the idea is okay. it was all the different all the different people, the forgotten carols of the script of the scriptures, but then also other other people, and then it kind of morphed into a musical. And there's and there's a stage version. It was sort of like a one man play, and then it merged into a bigger stage production. And and so they they actually filmed a a production of the Forgotten Carols and released it kind of all like Hamilton type type of thing. So this is a mm-hmm. filmed play, and I really like the music. I think it's really good, and it was just nice to have one thing this year. Out of all of these things that I saw, that was actually about Jesus and actually about the the actual Christmas story, and mm-hmm. uh, and done well, and that was refreshing to me. Uh, and I I I have nostalgia for the show. I something I grew up with, and but we showed it uh, to Carrie, uh, our co-host on the podcast, and she's she didn't grow up with it. She really liked it. So I think if you're Christian and you want to see something that's that is more faith-based for the holiday mm-hmm. season, then this is a really good option. And they filmed it well. It's it as well as you know you can as far as a filmed play. And I I it was really cool to get to interview Michael McLean, who's the composer. And we did on Christmas Day, we posted uh the and uh, the an episode with carrie and cammy talking all about it and so that turned out really fun and i don't know i just i really like it the idea of like there's a a carol that is done by joseph there's a carol by the innkeeper there's a cow so the sort of these forgotten characters of the christmas story and uh, i think it's really good and so it it ended up at number six for me that sounds really interesting yeah mm-hmm and uh, you can get it on dvd and or streaming if you just look up the forgotten carols online you can find it but what did you have at number six uh number six and i just watched this today as well um <laughs> is a sugar and spice holiday ah! um yeah i love this i'm not familiar with any of the cast other yeah. than the grandpa which i've seen i think feel like i've seen him in everything mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I love this. I, I love that it was obviously another kind of tick in the, the diversity box that they should have had something like this a long time ago. And I hope that this continues. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I loved, I loved that it was kind of a baking thing and it was her getting the promotion, but neither of those things kind of overtook the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like it was very kind of even throughout. Yeah. Um, and I actually really liked the, the way that they handled the bacon thing that they'd actually lost right and had to come back that was really interesting um, yeah. and I love the, the, the resolution of her getting the promotion and him saying okay well I'll go with you and it's like oh my god like yes <laughs> why can't he do That's this and so cute. <laughs> um, yeah he was so charming and funny mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love this one. This will live on my TV forever, I think. Yeah, it's it got a spot in the DVR. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, that is my number five, uh, Sugar and Spice Holiday. I loved this so much. I thought that it was so funny. Uh, when she is comparing everybody to different snacks. Oh, that, that was so good. Laugh. 
<laughs> little animation. Yeah. That was so good. And I loved all the things that you said. I loved any time that her Nima came on screen. That really made me emotional because my grandmas both died last year, passed away last year in 2019. And so the special bond between her and her Nima was just so sweet. I really enjoyed that. And I thought her mother was hilarious when she introduces her as the woman with the wide hips. <laughs> it's just so funny when she when he um liked her food and she's like oh i've always said you're a nice person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like americans with their food court kung pao <laughs> it was really funny it was a very good script oh, and i agree about the chemistry that was really good and i like that they had a moment of true vulnerability for the character where she feels like a real failure. She hasn't gotten the job. She lost the competition. And yeah, it was yeah. resolved fairly quickly, but not that many of these kind of movies go there. And, no. it, and I appreciated that and I felt it. And it was just delightful. I loved it too. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, that is my number five. What's your number five? My number five is Christmas Ever After. Um, uh-huh. Again, this will just live on my TV forever. Yeah. Um, like Ali Stoker's energy in this oh. is like pitch perfect. Like it's so easy to go over the top or feel like the actors just are in it for like the paycheck or whatever. It's, yeah. It's so easy to go one way or the other, and she is just perfect. Yeah. Um, and I love the kind of the fact that she kind of goes to this place and it's kind of got like a like a found family kind of vibe yeah. to it. Um, and that she's completely fine being on her own at this time of year. She's really confident in herself and her choices. Um, yeah, I just absolutely loved it. And I do, I'm not familiar with this actress. It's uh, Daniel yeah, Di Tomaso. Tomaso or something. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. He was he was really so good. good. I want to see. Him. Yeah, yes, yeah, so good. Um, and I love the fact that they didn't make her being in a wheelchair a thing I mean we yeah. all know unfortunately we all know people in chairs um, my mom's in a chair like mm-hmm. it's just such a part of people's lives right um and it, it felt so kind of authentic and mm-hmm. um yeah it, it just was absolutely fantastic yeah. um and natural on screen it wasn't kind of highlighting anything or pointing anything out mm-hmm. yeah I love that too it was so good uh, I, thought, I thought that that it was just such a funny premise and I, I, I we'll see I have it coming up but uh, all right well my number four is the Christmas setup and this that's was my just, number four. <laughs> oh, really okay good yeah I loved the two leads you know they're a married couple in real life and you could feel the chemistry I, I thought that they had so many cute moments. Their meet cute. The date it was so cute. The watching the the <laughs> the, the lights, the northern lights. Uh, Fran, I mean, incredible, perfect casting. She was so funny. I've been dying for her to be in one of these movies, so I was so excited to see her. And I thought she did a really good job. And I liked the relationship between the two brothers. I loved that going back to the past and remembering the past was just really well done. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, we've seen so many of these movies with like a real life couple and just because 
they're married and have amazing chemistry yeah. doesn't mean it's going to show up on screen. Um, but these two, like, it's particularly like the way Blake was looking at Ben throughout the entire movie. It was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, it was like her eyes on screen. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it was, was so good. Yeah, it was so so good. Um, and I love the fact that they had this kind of mystery throughout it of the 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 owner of the is it the yeah. train station? Was it a train? Mm-hmm. Uh, little train house or whatever it was yeah. like we've seen so many of these like the hallmark uh, movies where they have the kind of mystery throughout and uh-huh. it kind of takes over the whole thing and it's often a very boring like yeah series of events to get to the actual story and it's like it's, it's so drawn out that you're like okay i can kind of see where it's going before it's even finished yeah whereas this it was kind of peppered throughout it tied back in to their story um, and kind of bookended with the picture of them kind of echoing the picture of the the, the owner yeah. and his like, partner. Um, so good. So cute. Yeah, almost all those mysteries did not work for me this season. Oh, Whether it was yeah. A, yeah. A, a bracelet, a ring, oh God, a letter, or <laughs> a photo, or you know something like that. I mean, it made me realize how good Sign Seal Delivered is because they managed to do those same plots but make it yeah personal and really affecting and and they managed to do it in a shorter amount of time and i it made me realize i'm like oh martha's really good martha williamson those is just really good at her job because there were so many bad ones this time but yeah they the christmas setup was just just yeah and the brother relationship was so good yeah I love that, and yeah. I I liked I liked her I liked their friend, uh, mm-hmm. friend Maddie. She was really good. I don't know. I just I just loved it. So yeah. I agree with you. So my number three is a special, and it is mm-hmm. the Christmas Spectacular with the with the Rockettes, the Radio City Music Hall Christmas Spectacular with the Rockettes. This is available on the Peacock Network if people have that. And I love the Rockettes. I I have a lot of nostalgia for them. Uh, I had a very close relationship with my grandmother, and my grandmother loved the Rockettes. And uh, one year in uh, 2000, uh, I was able to convince my grandma with my with my cousin. My cousin and I were able to convince my grandma to take us to New York City for Christmas. And the re- whole reason that we were able to go was that we, we were like, we'll go see the, we'll go see the Rockettes. She's like, oh, I want to see the Rockettes. She loved the Rockettes. And so we went to the Christmas Spectacular and it's such a fun show because they really do have everything you could ever want for Christmas. They have, they have dancing Santas, of course, the Rockettes, they have, uh, and they have a full live nativity and you got to see all of that in this special. Plus they had all these testimonials of different people who had, seen the had a tradition of seeing the Rockettes and seeing the, the going to radio City music hall in the holidays the people like John Legend and things like that kind of talking about their experiences and that was really nice and in just a a year where you know Broadway's closed they're not doing the show it 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 warmed my heart <laughs> to see this and I I just it made me feel closer to my grandma and it just and my cousin has passed on too actually and so to get to watch this it made me cry <laughs> so oh, that's lovely yeah so I loved it but what do you have at three 
Um, so my number three is Holiday. Um, oh. And yeah, yeah it, I kind of moved this around a lot in my top ten, but I think it's, for me, it was just, this humour just isn't for everybody. But mm-hmm. for me, I do appreciate a dark sense of humour. So uh-huh. it kind of worked for me. And I love Emma Roberts. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sort of like, it's kind of, I don't know if I would go back and watch it a lot, but for when I did watch it, which was kind of after a marathon of Hallmark movies, this yeah. was kind of like a nice thing to break up the monotony of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the cast. Um, it was lovely seeing Jessica Capshaw. It's one of my favourite people in Grey's Anatomy. And uh-huh. I haven't seen her in anything since she left Grey's. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really lovely. Um, I will say the lead guy has kind of not worked for me in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Bracey, he's an yeah. Australian actor. I've kind of he was in a, a Australian soap, which is big in the UK, Home and Away. Um, mm. So I kind of remember him from that. But he's kind of always been one of these actors that seems older than his leading lady, even though he's not. I don't know what it is about him. He just seems a little bit older and more mature. Maybe it's because I've watched Emma Roberts grow up and she feels a bit younger than what oh, she is. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the only thing that didn't work for me in this was the, the sort of Kristen Chenoweth kind of repeating mm. joke. I feel like they'd done that one too many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of the thing that made me kind of cringe but the rest it got quite a few laughs out of me and that's the main thing that's yeah cool. I know that I know Dory really liked it too and she found it really funny I yeah I don't know yeah that's the hard part about comedies is that it's like yeah. the most subjective I do think they hurt yeah. themselves at least for me with their trailer and they should have made it more clear that it was mm-hmm. a they should have been a red band trailer in my opinion because it's one thing to have that kind of raunchy content but I, I don't know I just feel like I I if it had been less of a shock to me because that was not what I thought I was getting and mm-hmm. I even did a trailer reaction on my channel and, and so it was I think if they had kind of prepared me for that that might have helped a little bit but yeah. yeah it just didn't make me laugh that much but again that's super subjective so I could see why you enjoyed it yeah and I think they might have got a like a more wider audience have they been a bit more upfront about that yeah because it has been a movie that i've been telling people to watch and i'm like well i don't want to watch like a cheesy christmas movie and i'm like it's not right. that let's say red band is more like kind of dark yeah. humor black yeah. humor so, yeah yeah i think it would have been much better if they'd done a red band trailer yeah or that but oh well uh all right well my number two my number two is the animated short angela's christmas wish and I loved the original Angela's Christmas. Uh, I thought that that was so good that year. And I, I love animated shorts. I love animation. And it's such a part of Christmas is animated shorts. And I loved this, this the, the whole kind of problem of them trying to figure out how to, they're trying to get to their father who's in Australia, who's working there. And they try even like digging, uh, digging a, a, a hole to a path to, to Australia from Ireland. It was really cute. And, and uh, they, I thought they, the emotional moment really pays off and really got me. And I thought it worked really well. It was very sweet. I love the animation. And so for me, it had to be number two. Yeah, I've still got these on my list, my Netflix uh-huh. list. So I'll have to sit down and watch them. Yeah, I love the first one. It's so cute about Angela. She sees 
the baby Jesus in the church and is worried about it being too cold in the church. So she steals the baby Jesus (laughs) (laughs) to make him a sweater. It's really cute. And so what do you have at number two? Uh, My number two is um, Rolled in Beatrix, uh, the tale of the, the, it's got like a long title, but essentially it's Rolled in Beatrix. Um, it's a Sky TV production in the UK. I'm not sure uh, if it's aired in the US. Yeah, I haven't. I I heard about it, and maybe it was even from your Twitter. I I heard about it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, so this is about a six-year-old Roldal who goes on an adventure to meet up with uh, Beatrix Potter, who's kind of at the end of her career, uh-huh. played by Dawn French. So this is just like a really sweet, uplifting, magical story. Like, it's nothing big or... It's just really, really sweet. It's got a nice message. Um, and if you're a fan of Rodal or Beatrix Potter, it's got a lot of things mm. kind of throughout it that you would absolutely... Rachel, you would absolutely love it because it does have, a, like, a lot of, like, stop-motion animation Ooh. and, like, puppetry as Rodal's kind of going, going on his adventure and he's kind of seeing things that will become inspirations for, like, Fantastic Mr. Fox or oh. Witches. That sounds um, good. Yeah, and I've I didn't grow up with Beatrix Potter, but there there's so much in this that even just like her um her drawings I absolutely love, and there's a lot yeah. of that in here. And obviously with it being Don French, like she's so good, and she I didn't a lot realize of, like, it was a holiday film. Yeah, yeah. So it's set just over Christmas. Mm-hmm. So like the entire way through it, she's like trying to hunt down the goose for the Christmas dinner. Um, and she's given the goose a name, uh-huh. um, and it's like she's not actually going to <laughs> to take him down for a Christmas dinner. Like it's kind of like a running joke throughout the entire thing. But yeah, it's uh-huh. so sweet. Um, it was just such a nice thing to sit down and watch um, over Christmas. But uh, yeah. yeah, I hope you get to see it, Rachel. Yeah, I definitely will have it very high on the list. I'll look into that because that sounds really good. Uh, so all right, well, my number one favorite non-Hallmark Christmas movie 2020 was Christmas Ever After. I loved Allie in this. I thought that she was so charming. I loved the story. I The premise was so funny with her freaking out. This guy looks exactly like the hero from her books. It was really funny. And I I also, I just liked, I liked the, uh, the innkeeper. He was really good very charming and funny and he's like he's he's, when he was hurting his he got hurt on his his leg and like you you miss all the uh the 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 jumps you don't take and and i don't know i just thought he was charming i thought that the dialogue was very well done and i little things like when they get locked into the the hotel room together oh, and they're the talking. that was such a fun scene and so funny yeah and them singing i thought was great with the coventry carol getting to hear ali sing was really great i just loved it i thought it was yeah so fun uh, yeah. and so it's and they handled the thing with him being the the, the guy on the cover that you knew yeah. when they said that his wife is that it's like oh, okay well, yeah. obviously she she did that she like painted those pictures mm-hmm. um and then they revealed it so quickly like they didn't drag it out uh-huh. they had a conversation about it i thought that was like doled out really well throughout the, the movie 
Yeah, and I I agree with you about the fact that they didn't make the wheelchair a thing. In fact, they made it really romantic with uh, yeah. you know that the the view's better from down here and, and when he when they're walking, uh, I mean when they're when they're strolling together, that was really sweet and yeah. uh, he I don't know, I just thought they almost made it into a, a a way to make it more romantic as opposed to being like this thing that she's overcome or whatever. So I appreciated that. Yeah. That was my favorite. What was your favorite? Uh, my favorite was Happy Season. Okay. Um, and actually made it into like the top 20 of my favorite movies of the year as well. Huh? Um, I really loved it. Kristen Stewart is one of my favorite actresses. Mm. I think she's probably the best American actress of her generation. And it was so nice to see her in a comedy. Because mm. the only thing I think close to this comedy-wise is like American Ultra, which is mm-hmm. kind of a different thing entirely. Right. But I love the message of this. I love that Claire Duvall got to kind of write and direct something so personal to her after kind of being in this industry for for quite a while and, mm-hmm. and kind of getting to to do this is like, like I just love seeing people that I grew up kind of watching and getting to kind of do the thing that they love um, yeah. and putting their story on, on screen um, I felt a lot of sympathy for Harper um, I mean the cast is unbelievable like I feel like this is just going to be on rotation for me every year it, you know it's not without its faults I think Abby and Harper could have done with a little bit more screen time at the beginning of the movie to kind of mm-hmm. feel like you were rooting for them a little bit more. I felt like a lot was kind of put on Dan Levy's character to kind of get hurt. But I mean, I suppose that the big fault was that you you see everything from Abby's point of view and you're not seeing anything from from Harper, so it's kind of hard to it's hard to sympathise with a, with someone that you're not kind of seeing things from them their point of view you're kind of having to yeah, that's make true. up your own narrative um of what's going on and, and kind of do a lot of thinking behind the scenes um but yeah I really loved it um I really wish I'd gotten to see it in the cinema yeah just this year I suppose. yeah I I did I did enjoy it I gave it a positive review I mm. thought it was just genuinely funny and, and, and a lot of times these sort of family shenanigans Christmas movies aren't my favorite, uh, but yeah. I thought that this genuinely made me laugh multiple times. Mary Steenburgen was so funny in the movie. Yeah, I thought she, yeah, she was the best. And I, I think that people would, I think that people would like Harper more if they had cast younger than they did. Not that mm-hmm. there was anything necessarily wrong with Mackenzie Davis's performance. I just think that it's more uh, we are more understanding of somebody that would making would be making her partner do what she makes her do uh if she's an immature 18 year old versus mm-hmm. a person in their 30s making their partner do this it just seems less understandable yeah <laughs> and yeah. so i think that if it, that would have been better uh, but nevertheless it's definitely very very sweet and it has its heart completely in the right place it was made with love and I think that that wins the day in the end and it, and like I said it did make me laugh uh, quite a bit so yeah. I can see why it would be your favorite so let's go over our list real quick I have at number 10 the Christmas aunt then number nine the Christmas sitters 
And number eight, I have a welcome home Christmas. Number seven, Princess Switch uh, switched again. Number six, The Forgotten Carols. Number five, Sugar and Spice Holiday. Number four, The Christmas Setup. Number three, The Christmas Spectacular the with the Radio City uh, Rockettes. Uh, number two, Angela's Christmas Wish. And number one, Christmas Ever After. Um, okay, so my number 10 is Midnight at the Magnolia. Uh, number nine, um, A Welcome Home Christmas. Number eight, Operation Christmas Drop. Number seven, Christmas on the Square. Number six, A Sugar and Spice Holiday. Number five, uh, Christmas Ever After. Uh, number four, uh, Christmas Setup. Number three, Holiday. Number four, Roll and Beatrix. And number one is Happy Season. Number one, yeah, awesome. All right, great. Well, let us know your favorites. If you're listening, what would be your top 10 and what you think of our picks? Love to hear in the comment section or on Twitter. Please let us know. And uh, Michelle, how can people find you on social media and all that fun stuff? Um, on Twitter at Michelle R. Benson. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So check that out. And make sure you're following the podcast to Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really need that going into this new year. So we really appreciate it. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that so much. And uh, we have our patron group, like we said, where we're going to be having the watch along with Natalie Hall. Uh, so make sure to sign up now. It's only $2 a month. You can't miss. And then we also have our merch store, which has tons of fun designs. So check that out. So thanks so much. And we will talk to you all later. Merry Christmas. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.